Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Town TV. This is Brian here with Paul and Kathleen. And today we're going to be covering Amazon Prime's The Boys. This is going to be season three, episode five, entitled The Last Time to Look on This World of Lies. And I don't even have to say it at this point, like every single one of these episodes is a banger. They're all flawless, perfect. Um, And me specifically, I just really appreciate the pacing at this point in season three. How last episode we had Soldier Boy in Russia just getting out of a lab and already mid next episode he's wreaking havoc in new york city causing the boys to mobilize we get a reaction from homelander i i just love this show it's that was me chef's kissing (laughs) yeah i loved it and pre-pod well actually during the first recording of this podcast because seven minutes in i forgot to hit record so (laughs) anyway paul had said that he liked that they didn't need to show that that soldier boy had gotten on the plane and like they didn't need to show him on a plane going to New York. But I actually was like, how the fuck did he get to New York? So fast? (laughs) (laughs) So another thing we talked about, this was actually was off pod. The last time to look on this world of lies, Brian, do you know why it's called that? I, I like, no, should I? No, I was genuinely curious. I don't uh, like usually you can pull in some sort of like meaning from the episode. But last time to work to look on this world of lies, I'm not sure. Maybe like a Starlight Huey thing. I'm not sure. I have no idea. Is episode six supposed to be the hero gasm episode? What do you mean? Is it like the name? It's like the name of the episode. Uh, Yeah. The name of episode six is called a hero gasm. Mm, that that's Huey. He's having a hero gasm right now. Um, Every time he shoots up a <laughs> this guy, I might cut this, but wasn't it like confirmed this season that there's going to be like a really graphic like group orgasm scene amongst soups? Or am that's I making that up? I don't know. I can't wait though. One, why would you ever cut that? And two, I kind of I kind <laughs> of heard... one of it's like absolutely nothing. And I'm just it would like came projecting to a dream. something crazy. <laughs> I kind of remember somebody talking about hero gasm in the hype before the season. So I can't exactly remember what it was, but I mean, I'm so excited for episode six now. Like I'm definitely watching it right after. We love that. That's just like every time I think of the show Sense8, it's like orgy scene. First thing I think of orgy scene. So a group orgasm, we we stand. We love that. Yeah. So, yeah, just getting my thoughts on the episode real quick. Hold up. Hold up. Brief Google search. The boys showrunner Eric Kripke confirmed that season three adapts the boys hero gasm. The comic miniseries centered around a superhero orgy festival, which would be episode six. So bringing it around to your original question. What's up with that title? Maybe there's a hero gasm so insanely terrific in episode six <laughs> that the world is forever changed. And this is the last time to look on this world of lies. I love it. They That's see it. the truth. That's canon. I'm down. I was getting that maybe <laughs> people see Vault for what it is before, you know, next episode, maybe. Like they actually sure. realize how evil soups are. That would be cool if they, if they saw it that early. But then, like, what would season four be? I have no idea. So, Title aside, because that's the only thing I didn't understand. This episode was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. It was so good. I was getting goosebumps like with the walk up, you know, Soldier Boy and Butcher. I was getting the anticipation was getting to me. So this episode was insane. And I can't imagine where this season is going to you know, end up now. 
it's crazy because, and we'll get to it, but they're doing all of this stuff to stop Homelander. And it's like, who's to say Soldier Boy isn't just as bad? Like, okay, you use Soldier Boy to kill Homelander and possibly Newman. Okay, well, then who's going to kill Soldier Boy? He's also bad. He's like literally just like every time he gets a little mad, he fucking jizzes radioactive shit everywhere. And it's like, well, what the fuck? You know? Yeah. Just what, from if they still, what if they still can't kill each other? And now you got two of them. What if they team up and want to be just, like yeah. top alphas together and be like co-kings of the entire world? Like this yeah. could very quickly blow up in their face. Homelander um, yeah. could never share the top of the mountain with especially not with. Yeah, no, well, I don't, I don't, that's definitely I don't true. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess someone already knows how to subdue Soldier Boy from back in the 80s. So I guess they already yeah. got a plan for him. It's a good uh, intro into the opening scene, too. You know, mm. we see all the tests that the Russians are doing. I love how they always say the Reds, too, on Soldier Boy. And it's a whole bunch. And the really like final conclusion is he's kind of indestructible. Like he can't die shoved poison and radioactive shit up his ass and he's still alive <laughs> everything's up the ass for some reason ak in the mouth he was fine razor blade to the eye he recovers from so he's he's pretty insane he like flexes his eye and throws the knife back at the dude that was wild yeah i mean he's he's homelander level indestructible and we just had it confirmed and i kind of when they were shooting him on the inside with the ak i extrapolated that to homelander and i'm just gonna assume that every top tier soup is indestructible from the inside out so how the boys took out translucent wouldn't work on homelander yeah. Right. And if anybody has seen the anime Ashin out there, said this last time, uh, this probably reminded you of that because it's the same exact process, uh, premise, you know, a dude that can't die. And they're just doing all these horrible, horrible experiments to see what levels of which, you know, chemical is released in your brain when you're getting tortured. It's insane. So this was. I almost feel bad for Soldier Boy. I understand he's a horrible person, but if that was happening for all those years, I can't imagine what he went through totally yeah so still in this scene uh we have like a little moment with mm and butcher where like the boys are just kind of in a bad place right now carrying over from episode four and mm's just kind of like dude what are you taking the v like the whole reason the boys do what we do is because we believe that nobody is supposed to have that power like if you're just using it to get that edge what the hell are we doing here dude you mm know, but- saying he doesn't care about kimiko that's fighting words. Messed that's up. fighting words. It's the I'm most mad, up. most mad I've ever been in him. Me too. Butcher, to be fair, was kind of checking in on Kimiko to the extent that he's possibly able to show <laughs> right. concern for anyone. He's like, hey, how's she doing? Um, and they'll say, yeah, we got to get this chick to a hospital. And then finally, Butcher goes to check on Huey, who is suffering the side effects of taking the V24. It looks like uh, Kermit just blew a load in his mouth, I believe, Butcher so eloquently puts it. And then you could classic the boys title sequence. He sees Lenny again. Yes, as a I'm kid. sorry. He does see Lenny. That's so- yeah, it's the second time, maybe third, depending on like hearing him and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's definitely going to have a big conclusion at the end of the season of Huey being his Lenny. Yeah, I hope we get a Lenny backstory. I would dig that. I think they have to be setting it up for a Lenny backstory. Because we know 100%. from 
season two, we know something happened with the father. The father mm-hmm. insinuated, you know, Lenny was weak. He, he was not like you. He was strong. Like, I made you this way. So I don't think we actually knew what happened. So the next scene that we see the boys is MM. They're at the airport, I guess. And is this when they're landing in America from Russia? And mm-hmm. then they immediately uh, MM drives Frenchie and Kimiko to a hospital and Huey and Butcher have this moment where they're just like, hey, at least you got me, man. I know they're not on your side, but at least you got me. So the boys are back in the States. Uh, so let's shift our focus over to Vaught Towers, where <laughs> Ashley is being elevated to the role of CEO of Vaught International. And I got to be honest, I did not see this one coming from way back in season one. But hey, credit to her for sticking it out and Vaught and making it to the top. Uh, and she's just like, oh, thank you. I'll graciously accept. And then Homelander comes in and she shuts right up. And this is the first board meeting. He seemingly moved up you know, executive operations up to the 99th floor. So they're at the seven table. Um, and the first two guys are just absolutely kissing his ass. It's just supposed to be a meet and greet. Oh, thank you very much, Homelander. And then Maureen has Maureen. to talk. <laughs> Amazing episode. Or scene. I, I already said, I already <laughs> said, yeah. yeah, I, I already it said was. the episode was great. Exactly what you're saying. When Homelander walks in, Ashley's given the whole, when my mother died of cancer when I was 16, Homelander hears that and busts in. He's like, all right, enough, Ashley. You don't need to bring down the room. And I, I felt bad, so bad for Maureen. I'm sure she was like, you know what? I'm going to show Homelander that I have initiative and I'm thinking ahead and I'm already thinking of our big problem. And she asked a question that he has no idea what the answer is. So his response is, what do you think? You're better than me. This is why Tony Starr is the best. And this really would be what happened. I mean, for seasons, we've seen Homelander try to insert himself like he was like to Madeline. He wants to be involved in all these different decisions and this and that. And he's acting like he's the big guy. He gets Stan like out of there. And then when he's put in that position, he has no fucking clue what they're talking about because he's blissfully unaware of all that stupid shit. Like where even Soldier Boy is now exploding entire blocks on the street of New York and Homelander's like, I can't deal with that. I got to deal with our stock prices. <laughs> it's yeah. crazy. And like, I love that his internal, like, I didn't know if he was going to just absolutely kill her on the spot or what, but <laughs> his acting of like the, of his face, just like, he doesn't have yeah. to say anything. You're just so scared of, of yeah. what's happening in front of you. It's just it's face good. twitching and whatnot. It's so mm-hmm. good. But Ashley intervenes and it's just like, Maureen, you're embarrassing yourself. (laughs) You should leave. She's she's gotten really good at reading Homelander's whole deal and throwing ice water on whatever situation it is. So like she's in a way being a good Homelander handler in her own way. (laughs) Maureen was trying. She's like, it it was stupid. I'm so stupid. You're so great. And Ashley's like, hey, just get out, get the fuck out. Yeah, I want to talk more about Ashley, but we can get there for the um, yeah. Starlight and Ashley conversation. She's got a couple scenes this episode, yeah. uh, but new CEO, you know, Homelander's at the top. So there's going to be some shakeups at bought. And first thing is appointing the deep as head of crime analytics, uh, usurping Barb, who was working there for the past 13 years. Yeah. Nothing like making Barb be the one to announce it as well. Unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he comes in. He's like, oh, thanks, Barb. Uh, 
And first line he says, he's like, as somebody with no practical experience. <laughs> and it's like, so at least, you know, you're fucking useless. And everybody around the room is like, are they serious? Deep has this whole monologue about, I want to fight crime at sea and on land. Um, and Cassandra's know, in the background mouthing the word. <laughs> yeah. Cassandra definitely helped write that. Um, and guess what? They have cupcakes. Oh. And of of course, the one that Deep goes for, like the cupcakes he spelled out crime analytics, the the cupcake he grabbed made it spell out crime anal. No and way. Would, crime anal ticks, which was yeah. just fucking Amazing. funny. I yeah. was like, pat yourself on the back, whoever was like, this is what we're going to do with the cupcakes. Yeah. <laughs> we need a box this big so we can fit six cupcakes in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Like, in- incredible. And then, of course, she drops the line. You no. Know, oh, and a performance review. Pretty, pretty standard. Nothing to be afraid of. Nothing to worry about. Just sign up for them. <laughs> I, this fucking show. Am I right? <laughs> um, right? Amazing. Going back to the boys, though, we have Huey. Also worth noting how many scene transitions begin with a television screen and i feel like this is the fourth out of five episodes that have begun seeing one of the episode with a television screen yeah i think it's cool i don't know it's it's a really good tool to give the viewer background while also like giving the the current scene and the current premises so so like kimiko is watching the tv we're getting the background and then you know in the context of the the current events it's it's a really cool way and i think the show does it really well 100 percent works for this show also the oa utilized a similar tool in well really foreshadowing through news coverage in the tv Mm -hmm. but kathleen knows what i'm talking about we love that yeah we love that (laughs) Any hoozles, Huey's <laughs> watching news coverage of Supersonic's funeral, and he's just like, Holy shit, Homelander already took out Supersonic. Um, and Starlight comes wearing her disguise. Obviously, she's not supposed to be seeing Huey, but they got to talk it out. That Huey just came back from Russia, he doesn't have his cast on, and Huey is just like, Hey, take a beat. I know you're scared of Homelander. I got the peanut chews, I got the almond joys, the bits of honey. She, she likes the worst candy, yes, but he's like, Let me take care of you for once this is what i can do let me do it but she's just like dude where's your cast what happened in russia he's like you might want a white claw cheers I paul i'm actually drinking white claw um because in honor of this episode because starlight pounds three limes back to back to back which is amazing i love that i don't think i've ever seen white claw on a tv show <laughs> It's never seltzer. I've never seen anyone drinking like a hard yeah. seltzer. It's I like it. Honestly, good for Huey for knowing you were talking about Ashley pouring cold water on Homelander situation. Yeah. This is Huey prepping to pour cold oh, yeah. water on the Starlight situation. I love this setup. And, you know, eventually he comes around to telling her the truth about Russia. And I love the line where he, he says, you know, I'm, doing this to save you everything i'm doing is like to get you away from homelander and vaught so you feel bad for him but at the same time you understand where starlight's coming from because she's like why are you doing this to yourself yeah i i don't know though i question where his actual intentions lie i know that definitely starlight is a huge part of it but i think selfishly like he says he's like i finally wasn't scared he likes the feeling of being able to one yes save starlight but he likes to 
be this person and it's changing him. And you could see him later in the episode when Butcher opens the trunk and there's a bunch more V there. He's like in the background, kind of like staring at it, like feeding for it. He's like, who? I mean, he's going to turn into an addict on this stuff. Um, So I'm kind of scared for Huey. I agree that you do. You feel bad for him because he's our sweet boy, Huey, who actually does want to help Starlight. But I don't think that's the full thing. I think he just likes the way it feels. It's like a it's like a normal drug, you know, that high. Yeah, I think he's a little addicted and we know what being a soup does to be i mean butcher says it this episode it just brings out more of like the most toxic traits in me and humanity in general that's why like every single soup is kind of a con like if you have that much power you're going to inevitably abuse it like every soup we've seen in this show has even starlight when she killed that guy season two when they had to hijack his car and she was just like i don't care anymore that was fucked up i also love how huey tries to not be happy and brag about his ability. He's like, nah, yeah, I hated it. Hangover sucked. She was like, you loved it. He was like, I loved it so much, dude. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I could stand up. I could like, you know, teleport and stuff like that. It was pretty (laughs) cool. Yeah, and I think I just need to say this line where he's like, you know me, when someone in the car next to me gives me a dirty look, I'm usually like Dom Toretto <laughs> because I'm quick and I'm all about family. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he he put so much emphasis on family, too. It's so oh, good. He killed the line. He killed the line. Uh, but the whole point is in Russia, he wasn't scared. So, yeah, he's just going to be chasing that high probably all season until it eventually blows up in his face anything else in that scene guys uh they have this line comes back it's you and me against the world right and she's like yeah i saw and they kiss and hug and it's beautiful uh next scene is this one that went right over kathleen's head where soldier boy's in the russian airport and it's just getting him from russia to america so i i seen tit i saw that scene didn't (laughs) think he was in an airport i must have just not i must have only been looking at him Like, I thought he was just kind of creeping around. I wasn't like, oh, he's in an airport. It pans from his face looking around and then he runs away. And then the it pans over to a big yellow sign with a plane and then Russian letters. And like, I'm no Nancy Drew. Yeah. But like, (laughs) here's the issue with taking notes for a podcast. My note is like Soldier Boy's creeping around. I must have been typing it and missed like. You know what I mean? It's like you miss stupid shit like that. Yeah, you know, I am never be. not going to give you shtick on the pod. That's just that's <laughs> law. True. I, like I, I expect nothing less. Beat Tom's go to sleuth is Nancy Drew. Is that what you said? I was thinking Nancy Drew or Encyclopedia Brown. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> not Sherlock. <laughs> not the go to. That's awesome. Yeah. So anyway, uh, Soldier Boy at the Russian airport. That'll get us to this. Ooh, a good scene with hey. Butcher. Yeah, look at us. We're, we're partying <laughs> over here with Butcher and Maeve. Just two people that are breaking their sobriety. Maeve's like, oh, you asshole. It's been four months for me and you're drinking around me. He's like, dude, it's been a year for me. Drink up. Also, do we know what the necklace he was looking at in the beginning of the scene was? Was that Ryan or something? Yeah, I remember Ryan grabbed it, threw it off. He goes, I hate you. Mm. So Butcher gave it, If I believe Butcher gave it to Ryan at the end of season two as something to be safe and remember him by. So Ryan like threw it in his face. I hate you and ran away. So he's definitely torn up about that. And Maeve is like, Dude, I've wanted a drink so badly just and you're not helping. So fucking give me a drink right now. 
Well, first off, Maeve is here bringing more V24, which apparently Butcher requested because she's like, why do you want this again if you hate soup so much? But they get drunk together and then they have a little heart to heart where Butcher says what I kind of said earlier, you know, like nobody's supposed to have this power. Like I hated every second when I was on the V24, like it was a punishment. It just made me more me brought out all the human in me and it, it just sucked. And all soups do this inevitably. And that's why they all have to die. Even you. I love the line with great power comes the absolute certainty that you turn into a right cunt. Love it. (laughs) Love it. Um, But I love this scene. You guys all know that I love Maeve and I was so excited for this scene. And I like I love, love, loved them sitting there kind of drinking and being like, like, he's like, listen, I know it's not going to be a good deal for you, but we we should probably drop that plane video. And she says <laughs> the video was always a bluff, which yeah. I love because it really was like everyone knew if you drop it, he's one second away from being like, OK, I'll just kill everybody. I will kill all of you, literally. So I liked that they are aware that that was never actually going to work for anything like that. It held Homelander under their thumb just for a little bit. But it really wasn't ever going to do anything. Honestly, if that dropped, everyone would probably just blame Maeve anyway, because yeah, <laughs> that's just how it goes. But I really like that scene. And, you know, I loved I first of all, never in a million years would I have paired these two. Never. Damn it. I wish I called it wasn't even on my radar. It will. It was all Butcher's fault because one, he got a drunk by accident and two. He said the hottest thing he's ever heard, which is all superheroes are horrible and need to die. And that just got Maeve right in the mood. She was like, nobody said anything that hot before. She <laughs> made the first move literally right after that. And, uh, oh, yeah. uh, before, before that, they were talking kind of about like, well, what's our final plan here? Ryan going to be way too long before he can actually stand up to Homelander. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we already talked. The, the video was a bluff. So, you know pretty much out of ideas so let's just bang yeah i said a bang 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 it a bang except bang (laughs) Um, bang 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 you know we get it a little bit later homelander says you know it was lonely at the top but at least me and you had each other so she's been around for a while you know it's funny again they really don't go into Maeve at all. Like, what is she just strong because and like a really good fighter or something? Because I was like, what kind of like fun shit could they be doing while they're banging? You know what I mean? I'm like, what kind of power? She got like starlight when she comes, her eyes light out. Like, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I was like trying to think. And I'm like, honestly, she could just hold her own against Butcher. She could just pick him up by the legs and throw him on a table. <laughs> yeah, right. She could just bench press him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, now that you say that, I just imagine that the deep just like inks out of his gills or something like that. <laughs> oh my gosh, poor deep. I know. Uh, what do we think? Is this a one time thing or is this going to be a uh, pretty constant hookup here? <sighs> Might be a one time thing. We don't even know what's going on with Maeve, to be honest. No. I, I mean, I like it because in the, in the prior season, her, when they're trying to get her and Elena on a talk show and stuff, and Elena ends up mm. being like, Fuck off! I'm leaving. Um, there, it was again. It was like the boys pitching them or telling them what to say. And um, Elena's like, you know, Maeve's bisexual, right? So it's like yeah. I like that she's bopping around. You know what I mean? She's like, oh, she was fucking dudes in an earlier episode or maybe last season. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I like it. 
I like it. That's my bisexual queen. I love her. It could be really good for Butcher to see like a different side of a good soup, quote unquote. I mean, Um, Annie doesn't even do it for him. Yeah, that's like the most upsetting part when you're saying like everybody has to die. Like there are people out there like Annie. I get we shouldn't reproduce the superhero power because you don't know what's going to happen. But the good ones that are out there now, you mean got to put a little faith in them. Um, So maybe Butcher gets a little inspiration from this Maeve relationship if it continues. Yeah, but it could totally be a one time thing because Um, my money's on it being a one time thing. And also the fact that it only started because Butcher said, I want all soups to die probably doesn't suggest it's going to make him turn over a new leaf. But yeah, yeah. who knows? Could it be could honestly have just been the scene that gets Maeve caught. By Homelander, uh, that could have been like the mm. whole point of this. Uh, the script. Oh, Wait, when he about that. when he later says, "I can smell butcher all over you," he meant literally because he has literally. super smell. I yeah. just put that together. I thought it was like, oh no, a figure of speech. Yeah, I don't know if it was his bo, his spit, or some other. I I I mean, we can above. wait till we get there, but yeah. I was like, I hate that. I'm like, there is like. This man, kids, how does he not just know what everything is happening at all times, everywhere, all at once? You know what I mean? It's like you could smell butcher on her. Seriously. I'm like, that feels like a plot hole. Like we can't get anything past this fucking guy. He really could just smell William on him. (laughs) Some people might say it would be a plot hole if he couldn't smell that stuff because he is supposed to be more OP than OP in this universe. He's supposed to be. I'm pretty cool with that. He's supposed to be bad. You're supposed to be able to tell your blood pressure just by like listening, walking yeah, in. Yeah, and that real makes quick. sense. But it's like, girl, shower. <laughs> what? You yeah. beat yourself up. Girl, you nasty. <laughs> Let's go to a girl who's not nasty. Actually, two Kimiko. girls who aren't nasty. Kimiko, oh. who is recovering in the hospital, but she's still unconscious. And Nina is there paying her a visit and runs into Frenchie. And Nina, of course, is pissed because she's like, hey, dude, I tipped you off about the lab and there are 10 Russian soldiers dead. The lab is destroyed and all my contacts at the Kremlin are in hiding. Someone's got to pay for this. And I don't know, Butcher. He's a guy that you introduced me to and brought into my life. So you're the one that's going to have to pay. Kill this man and his daughter tonight or else dot, dot, dot. (laughs) Little Nina's so good. She's like, oh, Nina, no, it's like acid to my heart. But you you do it anyway. (laughs) She's so good. I love her. I'm glad she's back already. Not glad that she's making French do this because it's a dude and his daughter. Like, why? Why the little girl? Messed up. She's such a bad bitch. She's smoking a cigarette in a fucking hospital. Puffs it in, blows it right in the face of a patient with like a nose, like yeah, oxygen. Thing in. Obviously, oxygen needs oxygen in. right in his face. I was like, this bitch is yeah. a bad, bad bitch. I love Perfect. Her. She's, she's a great force. I would love, I would love to see her in a capacity where she's not like a thorn in the boy's side. Like I want her to not be against them, even if she's just indifferent. That's where I want her. Not right now, though, because she's got Frenchie in the crosshairs. Um, I want her not to be hunting them. <laughs> but anyway, she gives them the job. She's like, do it tonight or else. 
she leaves, uh, which Frenchie goes back in to see Kimiko. And this is where Kimiko kind of puts together. Oh, my gosh. The reason I didn't heal is because Soldier Boy took my powers away. Like, hand me something heavy. Oh, my gosh. This is great because all she ever wanted to be is a normal girl. And now she kind of does get to be. Yeah, pretty awesome. She's like not healing and she starts smiling. Frenchie's like, why, why are you happy? And then, you know, she reveals that this poison is out of her now or at least for now. I mean, I honestly hope it's permanent for Kimiko's sake because she looks so adorable, smiling. So adorable, so beautiful. Oh, my God. I love her so much. So I hope it's permanent. Should we just rip down Kimiko? Yes. So the next scene with Frenchie and Kimiko, they're watching a Judy Garland musical in bed, and she just kind of like... Squeaks. Squeaks. She squeaks. She's like, <laughs> I got rhythm. And Frenchie's reaction is the best. He runs out. He's like, doctor, doctor, she speaks. I'm yeah. like, Frenchie, my guy. So what's real? Does she actually? Because I can't tell because when it cuts back, they're just smooching. So yeah. what I assumed is she squeaked and then they started kissing and she's imagining the musical in her head while they're kissing. Cause it's like fireworks for her. Right. It's like the best That's thing. How I got she it. loves yep. musical. So, so we do think she actually did squeak. Like the squeak was real. It's, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to lean towards. Yes. They're trying to get her to like, start talking. I could see it being no. And she just pictured all this in her mind. Cause she wanted her life to be like the, the Judy Garland music uh, mm. musical. Um, because it was weird because she pulls the earbuds out and then she squeaks. But then the, you cut back to it at the end. They have the earbuds in and then they lean in together. Yeah. Mm. So it's like it's really hard to tell. I, I would have to double check, but I'm 90 percent because I, ha- I watched it the second time just to check. It was delightful. The choreography, love- Frenchie's so hot. I was like, these two are, <laughs> I stand these two so hard. We had just talked about how we weren't sure what we wanted. Did we want them to stay platonic? Did we want them to hook up? Either way, we were going to be happy as long as they were still like either best friends or kissing. But this was everything. I was like, yes. Think- it's like we were almost waiting for Kimiko to consent. We knew Frenchie <laughs> wanted to. We were just also respectfully waiting for Kimiko to admit she wanted to smooch Frenchie. And worth it, worth the wait. <laughs> it was so fucking phenomenal. Everybody wanted this one. Everyone yeah. of this. One. I love the percussion on the bedpans too in the hospital because every everything was hospital uh, yeah. touch yeah. on the musical. And I just have kiss with a million s's, all caps, and then hotness. That's that's my hotness. note. I loved it. And then he freaks out. He goes, "Do you want coffee?" She's like, "No." He's like, "I'm gonna go get coffee." And when he leaves, the smile on her face is so adorable, it melts your heart. And if it doesn't, I hate you. Yeah. Oh, it's classic, though. They took him, and now she's going to think it was the kiss that freaked him out. I know. Here no. we go. It's like she's a teenager all of a sudden, and she's like upset, going to be upset because she's, she's got to know that Frenchie would never, though. He would never disappear. I hope she knows that. But I, so I do have a feeling there will be like her playing the blame game, like, oh, the kiss freaked him out. And I hate yeah. that. But Me too. we'll wait and see. Either way, she does not have her powers anymore to help Frenchie with whatever little Nina's doing to her. So and now she was in danger. Now he's in danger. Can't wait to see what happens with that storyline next. Let's circle back here to where we last left it. Yeah, we get a quick scene with Starlight and A-Train just in the hallway. She goes, you you know, you fucking coward. He trusted you and you got him killed. You know, why are you so desperate to be with people that hate you? 
simple yeah. scene. A train, you suck. And then A train walks. A train's dismissive. He's like, yeah, whatever. I don't know what you're talking about. But he goes to take a meeting with Ashley, who is like, A train. Homelander needs to keep his friends close right now, and he wants to reward your loyalty in revealing Supersonic and Starlight's plot. So he agreed to do a sit down with Blue Hawk. Let me uh, go bring him in right now. It's like, are you kidding me right now? Like what? Why? And this dude walks in. He's like condescending. He's exactly what we knew he was going to be. Um, and he's like, is this a cancel thing? Am I getting canceled right now? Like, what, what are you trying to get at? And he's like, well, you're over policing black neighborhoods, dude. You don't want people to think you're racist, do you? It's actually racist to call somebody racist. So I, I fucking hate this guy. <laughs> Reverse yeah. Uno card. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How about Ashley with all of her flowers, new CEO job? She's reading the car. Goes, oh, Lindsey Graham, such a gooch licker. <laughs> all right, hey, Train. So what did you want to talk about? <laughs> it's perfect. Dude, yeah. she's it, killing it. At the end, when they, you know, she, they resolve it by he'll make an apology in front of a camera. She goes, it is so important to do the work and have the difficult conversations. Like, this is so good for you guys. Doesn't read the room at all. Doesn't realize that both of these guys hate what's happening. Talk about not being able to read the room. If we continue with A-Train, he's bringing Blue Hawk to his brother's community, um, center. community center. And fuck, like A-Train, you really just have nothing in that brain, do you, dude? It's like the last thing these people want is to be sneak attacked by this absolute just like racist piece of shit who's already been so harmful to their community like sneak attack him for a, an apology that is like so obviously like, just be like being forced at gunpoint yeah. basically to make that apology it's, it's so it's like, like a 12 year old whose parents are making him apologize it, it was that scene i think I get what they're doing and it's effective. You know what I mean? It's like they're trying to show that this is what happens actually in real life as well. I, it might not be superheroes, but this is what happens. And it's fucking it's so awful. I, <laughs> this character is really good at just being awful. Yeah. He also, point. He, sorry, Pete. This is such heavy, like content for the D plot of an episode, if we're being honest yeah. here. But, you know, he does the half hearted apology. But then the crowd is just like, you know, what do you have to say about what you did to the kid that you curb stomped or whatever? What about this name? What about this instance? And then he gets flustered. He has to go off script. He has no answers. And then he goes right to all lives matter. And then he goes to Ugh. soups. Lives matter. Soups. Lives matter. It gets into a frenzy and then he starts throwing punches. He throws a guy against the wall and, you know, a train intervenes. To his credit, AJ, a train knows it's a bad idea while it's happening. I think he's just going along with what Ashley like kind of forced him into. He tries to get Blue Hawk to calm down and get out of there. But like the damage is already done. And he looks back at the wreckage and his brother is down for the count. Can't get up. And yeah. Horrible. I felt honestly bad for a train there, even though a train's a horrible person. I'm, you know, just realizing that this is all your fault and seeing your brother just motionless on the ground. I thought he was dead at first. I thought um, yeah, that was it. And I'm amazed A-Train didn't take out Blue Hawk right there. I thought he was going to snap. Can A-Train fight even anymore? Like, what is, is he no. good for anything at this point? <laughs> can't, yeah, he literally can't run. So, so he 
can run. The doctors just don't know how his body could take it. And when he had that scrap with deep, he hit him in the gills. So it was a cheap shot, but he still knocked him back against yeah. the wall. He's still superhuman. I, I think he is a tier of superhuman above Blue Hawk, probably. Sure. Um, and just to wrap this up, we get confirmation. Nate will never walk again. The doctor says and a train is watching news coverage of Blue Hawk spinning the story. Hey, I'm sorry. A couple bad apple thugs in Antifa had to ruin an otherwise uh, <coughs> positive donation I made to the community. Yada, yada, yada. I this has to be a train's breaking point. I, I really think so. I think he's going I don't know if he's going to be like a vigilante and just go beating the shit out of Blue Hawk and people like him, or if he's going to take his revenge on Blue Hawk and then kind of return to Starlight and be like, on the lowest of lows, what can I do to help? Um. So, yeah, Brian, I agree. I think it's going to be a turning point as well. I think this is actually my guess is this is his redemption arc, his real redemption arc um, to make him a likable character because he has to get his act together and like show up him standing in that hospital room, like looking at his brother, he is pissed, you know, and he is probably feeling insanely guilty. And um, I think that this is a huge turning point for a train um, sucks. It's it's a, such a shitty situation. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that this makes a train better. I, I hope he doesn't go in like a revenge. I mean, a revenge tour would be cool, too. I think he could do both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> get, get you a guy who could do both a revenge tour and also turn better and and actually be like a useful human. So, yeah, I could see him literally trying to run full speed to take out Blue Hawk because he's that mad and end up dying. Literally, like his heart might burst. Um, I could oh. see that happening because like, you know, if his brother is, is well, he's not gone, but like if his brother, seriously, he did all that damage to his brother. He's never going to forgive himself. Um, the other thing about this scene is in the very beginning, Blue Hawk has like a little line when he goes up to the mic and there's a bunch of feedback and he goes, oh, sorry, sorry. It's it's my helmet. I was like, that's weird. Agreed. I wonder I wonder if that's going to come into play. Uh, you know, next episode, if a train, you know, comes back and tries to fight Blue Hawk. Now we're going to, you know, his helmet might have, you know, something to do with it. Or if it was just, you know, he's got radio headset in his helmet. No idea. But that's just me tinfoil hat and the shit out of it. Could be something. Most lines in this this show are not nothing. As we have come to learn. Uh, So that wraps up the A-Train storyline pretty nicely. So if we want to circle back, we have now done the A-Train stuff. We've done... What's the other one we did? The Frenchie and Kimiko stuff. Yeah. So the next scene that we have is Soldier Boy, who has gotten his plane back to the States and is now loose in Times Square. And this was, it was kind of a funny scene. He's just like taking in what Times Square looks like in 2022, because last time he saw it was the 80s. He sees like a guy in a suit does a double take. He sees a Dawn of the Seven poster. He's like, does he recognize Homelander maybe? Or is he just like, those aren't the soups I know? Yeah. Uh, he sees a Bob Singer presidential campaign ad. And then he sees the Brave Mave True Colors. And then he sees a gay couple yeah. like kissing. And he does a little snicker like, oh, okay. That, so we're every, doing that now. Out of everything he sees, <laughs> that draws the biggest reaction out of him. Which is yeah. like, dude, you suck. I mean, he, he was from what? The 50s, right? I think that's when he got snagged. 
So that's a long time ago. America yeah. was quite different then. Yeah. It wouldn't have been the fifth. It was 60s, the 70s. Uh, no, when was this uh, Mallory? Black? I thought that was like the 70s or 80s when that Reagan. happened. Ooh, the Reagan era. So I believe yeah. that's the 80s. Yeah. So the 50s, you're right, Paul. I think he I think he's like a slow ager. I do yeah. like that. Um, Starlight says or someone says he doesn't age like Stormfront. I think Huey says the legend that. confirms it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we'll but get there. Like but Storm I liked Front. that little nod because we've had that conversation as well. That it's yes. not just like all soups don't age. Mm-hmm. I guess some may age slower than others. Um, yeah. but as you know, like the Crimson Countess, he was like, to her. <laughs> like, <laughs> you look oh, old. You, yeah, you aged. So. <laughs> so he's in Times Square. He sees all that stuff. Um, and then on a truck, there's a little ra- uh, radio hanging off of it that's playing some Russian music. And that just brings him right back to the lab and the experiments and something triggers something triggers the explosion, his powers from the chest. And I'm not sure if he just got overwhelmed returning to those memories and triggered it, or if that's a, you say Russian stuff, he's not going to be able to control it. Kind of like a a winter Winter soldier Soldier. awakening sort of thing, which somebody might've called. I forget. Yeah, it was probably me. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, Brian, I, uh, I like that. It was obviously Brian that was talking about the winter soldier (laughs) callback. Uh, But I really like that idea that, you know, they could use that, Russian to his advantage they could like you know trigger him I didn't think about that but that could be a huge weakness for him and yeah I mean he is just devastating right I mean what what was the ticker on the news said 19 dead just from this explosion I didn't get the number but yeah we get a couple scenes of people reacting to this news coverage the first is MM who is going over to uh Todd and Todd. Mo- it's Monique's place, but I only yeah. remember Todd because he's in the scene. Uh, but Monique's place to pick up Janine. They're going on like a trip to the science fair, whatever. Um, and Todd is playing the Homelander speech from episode two on repeat. And MM puts him in his place. It's like, I don't want my daughter watching this psycho, like turn it off. And Todd, we kind of alluded to it from his reaction of watching the speech initially, but he's buying in. He's like, yeah, are you on Facebook? I could like show you some articles, dude. He's like, we know the type of person they're trying to portray with Todd. The Homelander speech flashes to the soldier boy coverage and MM immediately has a panic attack because he knows exactly who that is because he's seen that power before in Russia and he can't handle it. He has to get out of there. Anything to say about that? Sorry, before I go. Todd is such a Homelander stand. He's like, is he's the greatest superhero in the history of the United States. Like he is <laughs> standing take, up to the corporations. Yeah. And he's taking uh, revealing the, the hidden media or hidden i forget what he said <laughs> something like that the, yeah that was the i'll send you some articles i'm like all right, might guys. as well just wear a maga hat just stick a maga hat on them and- <laughs> <laughs> there's some adjacent ideologies there for sure um yeah. but the next person we see reacting to this news is homelander and we get this great facial close-up shot of his reactions and i think homelander knows exactly who that is i think he knows what that power is and what it does and i think that we were seeing fear in homelander's eyes for the first time and that's why when starlight in this scene brings it up like we need to do something about this guy he's dismissive he's like 
handle him if you want. I'm going to tell all the American people that they're safe. Um, you know, I, me and the adults have to handle the stocks and the taxes, et cetera. Um, and I think that's because he's afraid of Soldier Boy, or maybe if he thinks he can beat Soldier Boy, he's certainly afraid of losing his powers. Yeah, I was getting, you know, a combination of uh, a few different things here. Um, exactly what you were saying. He's scared Soldier Boy's back, and he could also be overwhelmed with the Stan Edgar side of it all. You know, he's sees this and he's like, oh shit, this is my first, you know, chaotic situation. Uh, like, I'm not giving Stan enough credit for how what he would do when he was around because he, yeah. he really did do a lot. And like you were saying, Starlight's going, we need to take care of this. And Homelander's like, you're right. Book all the Sunday show slots. Like, we need to get out there and tell everybody that it's fine. It's so funny. I wasn't sure he knew because, okay. because Soldier Boy didn't have those powers previously. I don't know that it's like public knowledge that that's what not even not public knowledge, not even like Stan or internal people may knowing that he's like this radioactive thing. It it all it really all comes down to the fact that like did Stan and people know that Soldier Boy was was just locked up over there. And I was just like, I think that Homelander is being dismissive. It okay. was really out of character for for Homelander to not be like, I'm going to go fucking get this guy. Let me just go get this guy. I think both both are equally plausible, whether he yeah, was just like freaked agreed. out that this is his first opportunity to have to respond to a crisis as the head of Vaught. Or did he know exactly who it was, what the power was doing and capable of? And that made him fear for mm. his safety. Um, I would love if it was the latter. Personally, I would love to see him actually genuinely afraid of something. Great. He was hearing that ringing we've been hearing mm-hmm. in his ears for, I think, I think he was going back to season two. It was even doing it, but he's pretty much getting onto the edge. It seems like it's been longer and longer, more frequent that he's hearing this, where he's literally almost inner turmoil in his brain. And he could snap in any second. Like Starlight even says, like, are you kidding me? Like, are you fucking kidding me? We need to get this guy. And he snaps and goes, watch your fucking tone with me. And she's yeah. like, you're right, babe. I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> like, I was just thinking that maybe. So he he could, like, really, really snap anytime soon because it's episode six next. Only three left. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. He's going to come face to face with Soldier Boy sometime soon. And I think at that point in time, he. I, who knows how he's going to react, but I, I would say he's going to snap something like that. But that takes us to Butcher and Huey going to assess the scene of the explosion. Uh, and Huey gets recognized by a co-worker, which we haven't seen Newman in two episodes now. But assumedly, that co-worker is going to say, hey, I saw Huey and he was out and about and fine. So that's horrifying. But we're just going to put that on the back burner yes. till next episode. <laughs> Butcher confirms the high radiation level. So if we didn't already know, definitely confirmed Soldier Boy. Um, And then MM separately goes to assess the scene. And he is, you know, he is full of piss and vinegar at this moment in time. And he's just like, you know what? I don't need you to like, I'm still pretty mad at you guys. I'm going to take Soldier Boy down myself. And Butcher's like, whoa, slow down there, Tiger. Like, 
objectively, Soldier Boy is out of your league. You need us. And he doesn't even play like the, you know, he doesn't try to work an angle. He's like, I owe you that much. At least we've been, we've known each other this long. Like I owe it to you to help you with Soldier Boy. In retrospect, it's pretty fucked up yes. because I feel yeah. like Butcher and Huey knew the plan at this point. They're going to use Soldier Boy to take down Homelander. And now looking back at it, Butcher's saying to MM, like, come on, dude. Like, I, as your friend, owe this to you because, you know, of what this guy did to you and your your family. And it's like on the rewatch, it's like, dude, that's uh it's pretty hardcore. Yeah. What does he say? He can't uh he can't draw the line. That's the yeah, line, that's the Kathleen. That's yeah. the line I couldn't understand yeah. from the, <laughs> yeah. from there it being was, no subtitles close uh, captioning. Well, yeah, I, um, I couldn't draw a line, M. Uh, and then he says something else after that and that's the hard part yeah so anyway butcher insists on essentially yo you need you need us as backup you can't take this on alone which takes us to starlight reacting to that scene with homelander she calls you in and it's just like nobody at fault wants to do anything about this guy i'm gonna go down to crime analytics and see if i can get somebody to help me with this this scene's amazing. She just goes to see the same like intern or whatever that's been here since season one. And I love her, by the way, in her limited screen time. She's mm-hmm. eating an almond joy, offers the second half to Starlight, and she's like, Where is everyone? Well, the deep uh, had his performance reviews and he fired like 90% of the team because of old tweets that were received as negative about Homelander. And he only wants team players. <laughs> yeah, can you give me Unbelievable. Can you give me that second half of that almond joy? She just shoves that baby in her mouth. She's stress eating the shit out of it because she was like, yeah, I mean, let's do it. We're going to have the entire office full all-nighters and like 12-hour shifts. And uh, what is that? Three people now. So good luck finding them. So it sucks. Um, but while they're at the explosion scene, I forgot to mention that MM already has a lead on where Soldier Boy might be. He's like, look at where we are. The legend. So we got this scene where we need this. We meet this guy who is known as just the legend. It's not a nickname. It's a level that he has achieved. <laughs> it is what it is. I haven't written down all 10 of this guy's quotes, but he was money <laughs> as long as he was on the scene. If I'm being honest, um, we find out that he was the former vice president of hero management at vault before they brought in Stillwell. He's like, Oh yeah, that's when heroes used to be able to actually be heroes. Now they're all dolled up. I've never seen Homelander sweat. Um, but MM's like, yeah, legend. Come on, let's get down to business. I see that second mirror that you were snorting coke with. You had company. It was Soldier Boy. And you know you owe me because you approved the cover up when he killed my family. We're good, but that just set this one completely right. I know you're afraid, but you got to own up to this. And he's like, okay. So he came to pick up his super suit. And I'd be lying if I haven't used it in sex before. But he came to pick up the suit. And he also came to get Crimson Countess's address. Mm-hmm. Awesome, amazing scene. This guy, the legend, is a legend. He was obviously <laughs> a big shot back in the day, and he like lives in telling the stories of his past. The references he makes to Huey, and Huey's like, I, I'm too young, I don't understand that. And he's like, fucking Google it. He has so many money lines, and my favorite line is he's... In the very beginning, he was like, yeah, I was balls deep in somebody. And apparently Marlon Brando was balls deep in me. What? That's gay now? Fuck you. Who cares? And he goes, <laughs> it's, it's a line. Yeah, he's, like, the best. It's, he's so funny. 
I think he's a he's a character in the graphic novels and because I saw the boys post about him like a legend is coming on Friday or something like that. So and they posted the the illustration of him. So I'm pretty sure he's in the graphic novels, which I have yet to read. It's just next to my bedside table, just begging me to read it. Um, Do you have them? Yeah. Jimmy got it for me for my birthday. That's an awesome gift. Yeah. That's so good. That guy. I know. And you can read it and it's not going to be spoilers as far right. as I know, because I know there's already one big thing that they changed from the, I don't going to say it just in case, um, yeah. but uh, to go back to the legend over here, he's like, I swear my kids lies, but she's like, you hate your kids. So would you, if you met them, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. this dude is so funny as a line for everything. He shows his prosthetic that actually happened because mm got butcher to rope uh, i'm sorry butcher really got mm to rope the legend into a, like an underage prostitution sting and he ends up losing a leg somehow insane electroshock which i love the world building there's a soup out there named electroshock um and yeah he hates butcher because in the past butcher screwed him over like he always does like he's currently doing to mm like there's levels to this show Anyway, anything else about the legend? Uh, this is where we got that Soldier Boy doesn't age because yeah. he says yes. the line like I look. I thought I was looking at a ghost, but he looked exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So speaking of television being used as a transition tool, we get another TV transition and it's Homelander on the Cameron Coleman hour, which this guy is getting brought into the spotlight this season, which is pretty great. Um, but he's on the Cameron Coleman hour to assure the American people that everything is fine. And it seems like some really convenient timing that right after he ousts uh, Stan Edgar as CEO, that these terrorists start showing up and Coleman's like fake flag. Your words, not mine, Cam. <laughs> they're they're very chummy. Uh, but Maeve is grinding her teeth watching this interview at Vault Tower. Um, and who walks in but Homelander and really good Homelander and Maeve scene where Maeve calls him out for being like a paranoid narcissist who thinks everything revolves around him. And he's just like, well, people are out to get me, Maeve. And I think you might be one of those people. Yeah, she smells he smells butcher on her and he starts going on this rant. He's like, was anything ever real between us? And I didn't know which way she was going to go. And um, I love that. First of all, she calls him John. He's like, don't try to butter me up. And I loved that. But because because she said, John, I was like, oh, she's going to try and just weasel her way out of this. But he she goes right up to him right close and says from the start i hated you but even more like i pitied you even more maybe that is yep. just and then all of a sudden he says something i forget he, what and she turns around just, and no r just grabs her he's like you pity me that like breaks him when she says she pities her and he's like you're getting old and everyone's forgetting about you blah blah blah, blah. by the way turn around and watch there yeah he had a great line. He was like, you pity me. And he's like, chuckles a little bit. He's like, that's actually kind of funny. Don't you think? <laughs> he's like, you want to know if something else funny? Yeah. Bang, Black Noir. So uh, Noir is getting his revenge because she, she beat him up. That Almond Joy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, thumbs. this was also another example of watching a TV and then putting us right into a scene. Yeah. Um, get with the Cameron Coleman, uh, the Star Spangled Banner, Peg Target, Cameron Coleman. Oh, yeah. Um, 
And I love the line that he had where he was like, the storm chaser said on 4chan that this was an act of terrorism <laughs> because, of course, the storm chasers are on 4chan, like the sketchiest yeah. website of all time. Oh, he also says, which is another nod to Trump. He's like, everyone is safe. Go to your restaurant. Yeah. Go to your movie theaters. Okay. I didn't know if that was just me and, and I was res- relating it to COVID or not. Absolutely. 100%. He's like, what do you have to say to the mayor who's telling people to stay indoors? It, yeah. The show is so on the nose and it's it brilliant. Really is. Yeah. So moving away from that scene with Homelander and Maeve, we get uh, Butcher, M.M. and Huey and Butcher lifts the trunk. Hey, boys, I got some more V24. Huey is immediately in. M.M. is skeptical. And this is where he says, you know, my dad always said, if you don't draw the line somewhere, where are you going to know where you stand? And right after he says that, he was like, I'm in. I've thought about it. <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. I'm so disappointed, but our, our boy's addicted <laughs> at this point. He was like, did you not hear a word I just said? I was just giving a heartfelt speech while we shouldn't take it. <laughs> Kathleen, you said this as soon as Butcher opens the trunk, he like snaps his head and he's like licking his lips. He looks like a crackhead looking at crack. Like yeah. he is in no matter what. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And I love that MM says, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to do it because I don't think my father would want me to do it. It was actually good, you know, heartfelt reasoning. But Huey's like, no, give me that. Yeah. Not too much to that scene other than Huey's just sinking deeper and deeper into his butcher hole. Um, but kind of the, you like that term, butcher, butcher hole? hole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Side note, I love that Homelander always calls him William Butcher. He doesn't call him Billy oh, Butcher. Yeah. It's William Butcher. Love that. Um, but to tie up, I guess, the Vought Towers storyline, we have this final scene with Starlight confronting Ashley about Maeve. She essentially just says, yo, Ashley, I know he's strong. I know you're scared, but we have to do something because yesterday he took out Supersonic. Today he took out Maeve. That's two of the seven in two days. Like, who's next? You, me? And... It looks like Ashley is about to she's just being a robot this whole time. The official cover up is that she's seeking mental help and she's at a a rehab retreat, but she's robotic. She's like, who are you talking about? Who are you referring to? Um, And she's about to break. And then she digs her feet in and says, I'm CEO Starlight. Next time you make a meeting when you want to talk to me. Next time you make a fucking appointment. I was like, damn, Ashley. I haven't seen you pull your hair in a little bit. You got, it seems like you're confident, got over that. Now you got other she's, people pulling your hair for you. She's losing all of her humanity. Like she's just, she's turning into one of the soups where they're like, who cares? Cover it up, fuck it. Like we've seen Ashley turn. This is like a great character arc for her. We get to see if how someone just goes from being like a little intern that's like freaking out to be like just absolutely covering up like mass murders, terrible things they're covering up. And she's the queen she's, of all. It. <laughs> yeah. I mean, is that if, worth it? If yeah. you're her right now and you're looking at who was sitting there before you, I mean, still, well, she was in much more powerful position than Ashley was. I mean, they're the same one, but I mean, in Homelander wise and Stan Edgar, yeah. like Homelander just took down these two crazy powerful people she might not have an option if she wants to live. She might just have to follow Homeland and hope she doesn't get caught up in the collateral. Yeah, I think that's that sums it up pretty well, actually. Mm-hmm. Anything else for that Vault Tower story before we get into kind of this? The ending? best scene in the show? Yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> Wait, are oh. you talking about 
the start to the scene. Yes. Yeah. Take I am talking it. about <laughs> Seth Rogen making his second cameo appearance in the show, aka Sir Comes a Lot Seven Seven Nine. Uh, he is in a, a video chat with uh, Crimson Countess, and I guess this is how she gets money on the side. She does some little, you know, webcam action. Um, at night and she's trying to tell him all about this new chimp sanctuary that she has up and he's like dude i don't care just like did you get the package (laughs) she pulls she pulls out i assume anal beads but they were just ball bearings for giant equipment for construction equipment like it was unbelievable and he goes those are way bigger than i thought they'd be (laughs) so yeah she starts warming them up and uh starts putting on some music she's getting a little sexy sir comes a lot is getting uh you said oh it's fucking hot and uh the best line is you know she starts actually going on the bed he goes take that spandex down and start popping those things in there. (laughs) (laughs) So before anything can happen though, we see somebody run across and tackle her. It ends up being butcher, but thank God sir comes a lot actually finishes. He is tried and true to his name. He definitely does come a lot. Incredible. I mean, what a cameo, you know, he wrote that himself. He was like, I am absolutely going to be sir comes a lot. He's so fucking good. (laughs) And that was like really captivating for being like something so stupid. I, I'm pretty sure it said 1999 a minute or something yep. like that. Yep. And they were on minute 19 by the time the tackle came in. So I was like, damn. Talking about chimps that whole time. Yeah, right. And and the difference for me about why I kind of like this scene compared to the Kimiko dildo fighting scene is because I know it seems ridiculous, but it could actually happen in this world. Yeah. Like Crimson Countess could actually be that desperate for that money on the side. Desperate. She's making bank. Um, and meanwhile, the dildo scene, it's not like she would, the dildo would be stronger to hit than her fist. Yeah. So, you know, I did love both. I will say. I was going to say, what's with all the hate for the dildo scene? That was like classic boys. Yeah, it was a little over the top. For a little too much. Yeah we, yeah, we did talk about that. Um. But yeah, amazing cameo by Seth Rogen. He re- he really picks and chooses his screen time in this show, um, and I'm sure he's very proud of it. Um, Definitely. But the live stream is interrupted by Butcher, who jumps across the bed to tackle uh, Crimson Countess. They get her tied up, and MM and uh, Butcher essentially just tell her the deal: like your boyfriend's coming over. It is what it is. I'm going to tell you something, and I want you to lose your shit. MM is in such a power mode right now where he is yeah. like just zoned in on taking down Soldier Boy, and he's all about business. And, you know, he says, Soldier Boy, he's alive. First thing she says, how did he escape from Russia? And Bush is like, okay, that's interesting. Yeah. That was the line that led me to believe, like, if Crimson Countess yes. knew that, he was in Russia. Stan Edgar fucking knew that he was in Russia. And I assume that now anything Stan Edgar knew, Homelander knows. Okay. Yes. Got it. Those are the dots I used to connect why Homelander was afraid to watch the soldier. Sure. Show. I agree. Either way. Yeah. I like that payback. Most likely all as a crew maybe knew that they needed to like get soldier boy out of the way or something like that. Obviously, Crimson Countess didn't really love him, there was obviously like he goes eventually when they 
meet face to face, he's like, I loved you. And she's like, well, I didn't, you know, what I mean? like, we all hated just, you. yeah, Soldier Boy was a bad dude. Obviously, what I said last episode with like Noir might come and and have a change of heart and like go against Soldier Boy. You know what I mean? Like soup on soup crime type deal. Because Soldier um, Boy's the worst. Yeah. Hell yeah. You. You uh, anyway, so they're like, yeah, you're screwed. Soldier boys on the way. You're probably going to die. So they go outside <laughs> just like talk out the plan and Starlight rolls up and the boys were not expecting Starlight except for M.M. who gave her the call. But all he said is they might need her backup. He didn't spill the beans that Suey was on the vid. Uh, Stewie. Stewie was on the heat. I didn't even say Stewie. I said Suey. Yeah, Huey was on the V. Um, Good guy. And they, yeah, they start fighting, and Butcher's like, yeah, lovebirds, take it to the side. We're on a job. Which so, comes- where do they take it? To the chimp sanctuary with yeah. no chimps in it. Were there chimps in the cages? There wasn't. There was just a bunch of empty cages. Uh, okay. Sanctuary up top. That's so funny. I did not catch that. But anyway, yeah, they hash it out. Starlight's pissed for all the reasons that she should be pissed. Why didn't you call me? Like you could have gotten hurt. I'm the soup. Like you're endangering yourself. He says that he did take the V again and she's disappointed all over again for those reasons. Um, And then in the background, we get the explosion, which is, of course, to circle back. Soldier boy. Kablooey Crimson Countess and all while that's happening. I'm sorry. I didn't even get to the part where Soldier Boy rolls up. I'm skipping some stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Soldier Boy rolls up. We find out that Butcher had roofied MM and I thought that he had secretly dosed him with V24. I'm not sure which would have been worse. Probably that. Absolutely. V24 would have been worse. MM would have been way more pissed off. I don't know if they roofied all three of the waters. And it wouldn't affect Butcher and Huey because they're soups. Mm. I don't know if they just, you know, gave MM, but that's has nothing to do with the plot. That was just a random thought I had. Um, Basically, the thought the point is they need um, MM down because he's not going to let Soldier Boy. They know that Soldier Boy is their weapon. They need to be able to use him against Homelander and MM would not be down for that. So it, it sucks to betray MM, but. We're just like on their side, even though even though I don't want them to keep doing these things to start like to Starlight and MM and betraying them and lying. But I do agree that if they if the ultimate goal is to get Homelander, then Soldier Boy is what they need. But this sucks. It sucks, but it's necessary. It's almost like on Butcher. I'm like, that's fine. But for Huey, I'm like, you dick. Yeah, (laughs) Huey's the sweet one. Yeah, that's like everybody is looking at Huey like, how? why are you doing this? We all thought you were smarter than this. I'm totally on your side, though. I think they're doing the right thing. Homelander is the big picture. Um, when Soldier Boy walks up and Butcher actually lays out the deal for them, you know, I'll give you Crimson Countess. If, you know, we could do a little team up. Um, thought that was phenomenal. And seems like Soldier Boy is on board, at least for now. Maybe he'll just use Butcher to keep him up to date about what happened while he was gone. Uh, but anyway, I think that they needed to take out MM. Exactly what you were saying. There's no way he would have gone with this and taken out Homelander goal number one. Just to go back to the Huey and Starlight scene, that seems like the whole point of this was the heartfelt. I don't need you to save me, Huey. I just need you. You know, yes. Huey is so sick of being this weak dude who can't do anything. And Starlight really just needs you to be Huey to 
Huey actually wants to save Starlight. Well, the reason this is so frustrating is going back to season one, when they went on their first date at the bowling alley, like the whole reason they clicked is because she was just like all the boys in high school wanted nothing to do with me because they didn't want to be with someone stronger. And Huey was just like, are you kidding me? I could care less. I love that you can beat the crap out of me. So it's a complete role reversal of the Huey that she fell in love with. Like quite literally, it's a different person now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know. And this episode kind of ends with soldier boy walking out after the explosion mm is unconscious and starlight puts together what's going on and is like don't go with butcher and team up with a murderer to try and take out homelander it's not worth it like stay with me i'm certainly not going with you and huey drops the line again come on you and me against the world right come with us help us and she's like i'm not following you down that path and the note I have here is Huey and Starlight over. No, not over, over. This is a breakup, though. <laughs> yes, I agree. I think it's I think it's a like betrayal where you can consider that they're pretty much broken up. <sighs> I don't know. I could see it being a huge fight leading to a breakup, but I am going. I, my soul will not let me say they're broken up right now. But uh, like the, the whole thing, though, you know, she said you know, no more secrets. I thought you just used the no more secrets line, you know, twice on me recently. And you're using that, but you're still lying because you still have other secrets. So fuck, uh, you guys might be right. Couple <laughs> things. Whoever had Crimson Countess dying. Good job. Love that point for you. Yep. I'm going to throw another one on the board. I think Butcher is dead this season. No, could happen. Ooh, that's insanity. I don't see like where his arc g- gets better. Yeah. Like I, I don't I, see it. Not to say I said it first, but I think I said something similar in like episode two. I was like, "Where's he going now?" Yeah. With the uh, if Ryan is the only thing keeping him, I don't know if that's enough to keep him sane. Well, yeah, I mean Becca's gone. That was his like reason for living and what drove his revenge and also the line that he had unspokenly drawn was certainly i don't ever want to be a soup and he's already injected himself multiple times with superhero serum Mm -hmm. so yeah he's just breaking his own moral code at this but yeah i i could buy it because he there's nowhere to go i think he i think he sacrifices himself in the end to kill homelander like one last banger of a of a thing i will say diabolical but if that happens and he succeeds. There's no show without Homelander and Busher if they both get taken out this season. Unless, and if he doesn't succeed, then I'd have some quarrels with you think Butcher Soldier going Boy takes for Rogue and not. Uh, I, I don't know. I can't even have that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Um, Soldier Boy might take over. Um, but if I had to guess where this plot line's going, you know, Crimson Countess said to Soldier Boy. We all hated you, so I think Soldier Boy, exactly what you said, he's going to revenge tour. He wants to take out Black Noir because he's the one still alive. Yeah. Mm. Love that. I'd like to see that fight. Hell yeah. Um, anyway, any other last second theories, or are we good to uh, bring this one home? Uh, well, Roger, the camera guy, still alive. I just want to remind everybody that. <laughs> I had all right, bring it home. Woo! All right. That was episode five of season three of The Boys. We are going to continue to cover this season in its entirety. We got three more left, six, seven, and eight. That's how numbers work. 
As always, if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and visit us on BingetownTV.com. That's got all the links to our socials, et cetera, et cetera. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. And thanks for listening. Love y'all. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 